Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, May 17th. Michael Beller here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. We take a look at the conference semifinals in the NHL playoffs. We're going to take a look at the four series as constructed and the series prices. Then we'll also dive into the respective game ones for each of those four series. Two of them taking place tonight. That is Tuesday night. And then the other two on Wednesday. We will discuss all four of those here for you on this episode of Best on the Board. Of course, I'm just a conduit to the information. Let's bring you the real experts here for our NHL picks. Dom Lucision. Dom, any lessons learned from round one we can take forward with us into round two? Uh, never doubt the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ever. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Ever. Ever doubt the Tampa ever, Bay ever. <laughs> it's a good lesson. It's a good life. I feel like it's something we we maybe uh, had a little bit in the back of our minds already, but they uh, they they bring that home uh, in round one with their uh, victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kevin Kurz also here with us. Kevin, anything you've taken with us into round two? Well, I guess the Edmonton Oilers are better than I expected them to be. Although I, I give the Kings credit for taking them to seven games, I, I really that was sort of my upset pick in the first round. I don't think too many people were taking it. They almost pulled it off, um, but not quite. And um, you know, you have to give a lot of credit, I think, to Edmonton to, to to you know for fighting through there and 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 winning a game seven in pretty in pretty dominant fashion too. Why don't we just start with that series as we look uh, ahead to these uh, to these second round, these conference semifinal series. As I said, we're going to talk about all four of the series in, in full, and then we're going to get into the game ones also. So let's start off with Flames and Oilers. The Flames, comfortable favorites in this, and that's going to be true of the, at least three uh, of the four series, I would say here. And by comfortable favorites, what I'm saying is that the Flames are minus 200 to win this series. The Oilers plus 165 uh better than you thought kevin or better enough to uh, maybe take down the flames in the second round here well i i would i would definitely lean flames i think the flames are going to win the series and and again i don't think it's going to be that long five maybe six games um i you know you look at the way that calgary got past dallas and that was probably a, just a tough matchup for them and and you had a goalie playing out of his mind i don't think you're going to get that in edmonton and mike smith so i think there's a pretty significant difference in goal there uh when you look at that matchup um you know calgary they 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 fought through and and they they managed to win it took them seven games in overtime but i think edmonton will be a better matchup for them and I, i'm still not quite a believer in the oilers to be honest uh, um i still think they rely too much on their top guys and you could maybe say the same thing about the flames but i still like their lineup top to bottom more than edmonton so uh, i i don't really like that line minus 200 but uh if i was if i was betting that series i would still i would still certainly take calgary so i agree in the sense that calgary is rightfully favored and i also don't like the line uh but i prefer the oilers here uh mostly wishful thinking because I want good things for Connor McDavid and I love him and I love watching him and I just the way he completely took the series over when the team was down 3-2 is just a special performance and I hope he can continue that against the Flames and start building his playoff legacy in that way. I I don't think the Oilers are bad as people make them out to be. I think since Jay Woodcroft took over they've been a very strong team and Mike Smith for all the crap he takes has been amazing over the last month or two he finished the season off really strong and after a game one blunder he was a rock for the Oilers throughout the series so I have a bit more faith in 
him than Kevin. I don't think he's better than Jacob Markstrom, but I think it's not as drastic as it looked. I think the the worry for me for Calgary is the status of Chris Tanev and their inability to score against Dallas. Uh, it'll be easier to score against an Oilers team that is defensively not very good, but I don't know. It was, just, it was a bit troubling to see them get goalied in such a way, and maybe they break through here, but I think the series, it could go Edmonton's way. I don't like the line enough to take mm-hmm. them. I think the I'm at closer to 170, so there's just not enough value for me to go for it, but my my vibes are, are feeling Edmonton. <laughs> I think the wild card it might be Evander Kane, and I know we talked about him in the mm-hmm. first round, but he had such a good first-round series, and... I think back to when he did the same thing in San Jose in 2018, and he had a great first round against the Ducks, and then he disappeared. Um, 2019, he was non-existent. And, you know, I tend to think he's he's probably going to keep playing well just because he is still playing for his next contract as a UFA. So um, he's the big wild card in the series for me, and, and, he, and he's he's probably the reason I would not bet this series just because um, if he continues to, to, to play the way he is, He's going to keep having an impact, and, and really that that is such a huge advantage for Edmonton. The winner of that series, of course, will move on to the Western Conference Finals, where they will meet the winner of the Avalanche and the Blues. Avalanche, big, big favorites in this second-round matchup, minus 350. The Blues sitting at plus 275. Dom, not buying any sort of upset here, are we? Uh, no, I think minus 350 is short, to huh. be honest, but I've had a... Not the the best feeling on the Blues this year. I think they've been the, a team that has really eluded me all year. But I think Colorado is just a bridge too far for them, and there's just way too much talent on the other side. And I think they they get dominated a bit here. Um, I am closer to minus five fifty. So in this series, I'm probably looking to take uh, Colorado on the series spread. So. Minus one and a half means they got to win in six games or fewer. And I have that happening 70% of time or minus 233. And I think the line there is closer to minus 170, minus 180 range. Minus 175, and, split the difference. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's value in that. And you just hope it doesn't go to seven. I mean, last year's series was not even remotely close. And even though the Blues are a much better team than they were last year, I think Colorado is also a better team than they were last year. And... I think they're deeper, they have very few holes, and they've fixed their one major problem, which was in net, and not that Grubauer was a problem, it's just, he's. I think Darcy Kemper has elevated that position for them a lot. Um, Colorado has the star power to, I think, take the Blues out pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I certainly also like Colorado and and you just look at the progression of guys like Kale McCarr and Devon Taves that, that that give them an edge over over their past second round failures and you know that said I don't think it's necessarily going to be an easy series I, I think St. Louis wins at least one or two games and um, I think if they do that it's going to have to be game one and you know Colorado rust is a real thing that's not just a talking point uh, you know these teams that have come back from long layoffs sometimes it takes them a little while to get going and um i don't know are we talking about tonight's game already michael or are we getting to that later <laughs> uh you if you want to throw tonight's game in there go well, ahead throw tonight's if, game in there let's do it yeah i mean if you're taking st louis if if if, if you think st louis is going to win at least one or two games in this series like i do i think you, you you lean towards game one and you take the one and a half um 
the plus one and a half tonight. And, you know, I still think that this is a proud team. I think they're going to clearly come in with nothing to lose. They've won their Stanley Cup already, most of them. They still have one of the great motivators, I think, behind the bench in Craig Berube. And, and he's still a guy that, you know, Rod Brindamore gets all the credit for being one of those coaches that players will run through a wall for. Well, Rod, yeah, Craig Berube is the same way. So, um, you know, missing Tory Krug hurts. But they're the fresher team. I think they'll come in with a little bit of an edge. And I think if they don't win game one, they're going to at least keep it close. And that's why I'd be comfortable enough taking them uh, with the with the plus one and a half, which I think is a minus 135 right now. It is a minus 135. And for what it's worth, we've got the huge series spread. Again, Avalanche minus 350, Blues plus 275. Game one, however, Avalanche minus 225 and the Blues at plus 180. So uh, at least the odds makers, Kevin, would would seem to agree with you in that if the Blues are going to get one, maybe two, game one's a good opportunity for them to do it. Yeah, I I agree with the rest versus rest factor. If the Avalanche had normal rest in this game, I'd price them closer to minus 290. But I'm closer to minus 245 because they've had such a long layoff. When you when teams do have that long layoff, they, their win probability does decrease. But even with that, I still have a, a small edge over that minus 225. And I am going to go for the heroic middle <laughs> and say Colorado in regulation. So that me and Kevin can cheer for yes. the exact score of <laughs> yes. Colorado by one. And we both win. The best of both worlds, some would say. Um <laughs> I think Colorado takes this, but because of that rest versus rest factor, that it will be a bit too close to call, and I would lean away from taking the the puck line. Ah, there we go. I'll be pulling for that too now. Let's get uh, let's get a, an Avalanche regulation by one goal win, and so we can uh, come away with a couple of winners right here on Best on the Board. Let's go over to the Eastern Conference for a second here, you guys. Let's talk first Panthers and Lightning. On the series, the Panthers are minus 155, the Lightning plus 130. This is the smallest spread in terms of series victory. We've got every other uh, favorite is laying at least 200 on the series line. You've got the Panthers again just at minus 155 and the Lightning at plus 130. And this is also, you guys, the only spread, at least uh, that I've seen over the last 24 hours, that has moved it all on the series line. The Panthers were slightly bigger favorites about 24 hours ago. And so here they are now minus 155. Kevin, what are you looking at with this series? Well, it should be a hell of a series, I guess, right off the hop, right? Um, I think we all remember, those of us who watched the playoffs religiously last year, that, that game run, uh, game one between Florida and Tampa Bay was just maybe one of the best games of the playoffs, if not the best game of the playoffs. Um, so it should be a really fun series. It should be pretty open. Um, I, I do still like Florida, despite what Tampa was able to do to Toronto. And, you know, the main reason for that is, is Andre Vasilevsky. And I know he came up big in Game 7, but... He looked a little bit off through the first six games and, um, you know, allowing more goals than he typically would in the postseason. Uh, Braden Point, we know his status is up in the air. It doesn't look like he's going to play in game one. He's such a big piece of that Lightning team. Um, the Panthers worry me a little bit just because they they seem to rely on having to come back uh, time and time again, and eventually that'll bite you. You know, usually that'll happen in the playoffs, but... Um, I, I still like Florida's team, um, and uh, I do think that you know they're going to come in tonight with with uh, guns a blazing. Sec- first game of the second round um, after getting you know getting past a tough first round matchup, maybe tougher than they originally thought. And um, 
I, I just at some point I feel like the Lightning are going to run out of gas, and to me, Vasilevsky's numbers are, are Vasilevsky's numbers. Easy for me to say, hmm. are, are maybe representative of that. That this may just be a team that's uh, a little bit at the end of its rope. So I, I still like Florida. Yeah, as we talked about before the show, the rule I learned was don't count out the Lightning, and I'm going to break that rule immediately. <laughs> uh, Ten minutes later, by agreeing uh, with Kevin and liking the Panthers because the Braden point factor just looms extremely large, and he's such an important part of that forward unit. I don't think people realize how much Tampa relies on size up front, and they don't have as many, they don't have player a lot of players like Point who can move the puck up the ice as effectively as he can. Most teams don't, and so losing that element will make it really difficult i think to keep up with florida with the way their attack goes um i don't have a bet on the game tonight mostly because of the long layoff sort of Mm -hmm. nullifying any other edge and mason marchman also being out for florida but for the series i think florida should be a bit heavier favorites i have them around minus 194 and that's with the possibility that Braden point comes back at some point there is a chance he doesn't and that means that Florida probably should be much heavier favorites. Obviously, they didn't play that well against Washington, and Tampa Bay has the championship pedigree. That worries me for sure. I think Tampa Bay is a team that is built more for the playoffs, where Florida isn't. We saw that play out against Washington, and I'm worried about that. But at the same time, they broke through. They won their series, and there's just so much talent up front that at – the price being listed, I, I have no problems taking the Panthers here. There you go. Minus 155. And for the record, uh, the game one uh, money lines are Panthers minus 160. Lightning sitting at plus 135. The last series, the one that we have not hit on just yet, Hurricanes and Rangers. Hurricanes minus 200. Rangers plus 165. How do you size this one up, Tom? Uh, I think that the Rangers skating group is extremely worrisome the way they played against pittsburgh was terrifying if you're a rangers fan they got dominated almost every single game they came back which was nice but if Sidney crosby isn't injured for two games that doesn't happen and the fact that they had such a difficult time against a third string goalie is this is worrying um but at the same time they have igor shesterkin and other teams do not and that is the great equalizer in a playoff series and i think that's why people shouldn't exactly underestimate the rangers in this series i think carolina is rightfully favored i think the price is right so i have no bet on this series but it is not as lopsided as some might think based on how the rangers played in round one and i think carolina is a team that has also in the past been susceptible to getting goalied and having these games where they just cannot score. And against Shesterkin, that'll be an extremely tough challenge. Uh, earlier this year, they had a game against the Rangers where they got shut out by Alexander Georgiev. And Shesterkin is an obvious upgrade over that. And I, I'm worried about them having these dominant games where they still lose one nothing or 2-1 because they just can't solve the goalie on the other side. Yeah, I... I... I agree with all of that, frankly. And, and you know, with Shesterkin, you wonder if that first game, that triple overtime game against Pittsburgh, really set him back for the rest of the series because he didn't really look right. He got pulled in two games. I mean, we hadn't seen that at all, really, this season. And, 
you know, now he gets a little bit of a break, not not a very long one. But uh, that extra day, I think, especially for a goalie, can feel like an eternity when you just have a, a couple days to rest and relax and kind of reset your mind. And, um, you know, I, I, I still tend to think Carolina is is the rightful favorite in this series. And um, I, I do worry about the Rangers, especially their five-on-five game. That was really an issue for them all season long. And it's amazing, five-on-five, five, how much they got outplayed by Pittsburgh in that first-round series, but they were still able to win. So um, I think the Rangers, obviously, are going to have to win one of these first two to have a chance. But Carolina, they just look like a team that they're ready to make that next step, and, and they're ready to really make a run at this thing. Uh, and you look at them defensively and um, – you know, just the way they were able to, to again, that, that Boston team was uh, a team that was experienced and tough, and Carolina didn't get pushed out of it, and that they, 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 you know, they went toe-to-toe with them. So I, I still like Carolina in this series. Um, I'm just not sure who's going to score for the Rangers, especially when, especially when Carolina gets that last change and they get their top deep pair on the ice. All right, guys, so I think we hit sort of naturally, organically on the Game 1s for Tuesday, and again, those Game 1s on Tuesday night, Panthers, Lightning, Avalanche, and Blues. We didn't really necessarily focus in on the Wednesday Game 1, so let's take that Hurricanes-Rangers series discussion we just had and spin it into a Game 1 discussion. The Hurricanes are minus 160 on the money line, the Rangers plus 135. Is there anything you like to play here, Dom, as uh, as it's set up right now? Uh, No. Uh, I, I don't have a bet on many of the, the game ones because I think they're priced pretty accurately. Uh, I am pretty close to the Rangers, and that's only because uh, Anti-Ranta is probably starting as Anderson isn't ready yet. But no no edge for me in that game. I think when you don't have an edge on the series, usually it's hard to have an edge on the games, sure. and it means the market is mm-hmm. priced pretty accurately. And We'll see how things change from game to game, but right now it doesn't look like I'll play and I can just enjoy that series without stress. <laughs> Let's flip things over to the uh, Western Conference game one. Kevin Flames minus 155 and the Oilers at plus 125. I mean, is this... We talk about we've talked about it a few times. We've referenced it a few times uh, on this show. If you're gonna if you're gonna like the dogs, you feel like they need to get one of the first two games. Is there anything to to like about the Oilers in uh, in game one at least? No, I, you know I would t- I would lean towards Calgary in this one. Just coming coming off of that game seven win, and and you you look at Edmonton, they they really had to had to dig deep, and and I know they played really well in that game seven against LA, but that was a series that that. I would think in their minds they probably thought it wasn't going to go that long, and I still just worry about Edmonton's, uh, you know, overall. I don't, I don't know how to put it. There's just something just seems I don't know why something seems not right with that group, and I just wonder, you know, they rely so much on McDavid, and and it helps when you're the best player in the world. But I think Calgary, I still like them in terms of a team that's just built more for the playoffs a heavier team, a team with better goaltending. Um, and so I would lean towards Calgary in game one. I I would lean, I would actually bet on Calgary uh, at the current price if I knew for sure that Chris Tanev was playing. Uh, I'm at minus 173 if he starts, uh, but I'd be on market if he doesn't. So, or at least the edge would be smaller and I would probably not really consider it. But I... Yeah, I think Calgary's built for the playoffs. I I still like Edmonton, but at this price for this game, I it does seem like there's an edge on Calgary. It just depends on how how healthy they are. 
Going to be a hell of a couple of weeks here as we narrow our way down from eight teams still alive in the NHL playoffs to four and set up the Eastern and Western Conference semifinals. And we will be following that with betting advice all series long here on Best on the Board. That is going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. For Dom and Kevin, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.